Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From around the world, this is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Hey folks, this is Tomcat, the announcer for tonight's Chaos and Chronicles Halloween special called Trick or Treat. Your regular announcer, Judith Spangler, is taking some well-earned time off with her family. This episode is dedicated to J.A. Babian, Tony Holmperm, and Judith Spangler. Also dedicated to all the doctors and nurses at St. John's Hospital in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and St. Mary's Hospital in Enid, Oklahoma, for making it possible to have the creator back doing what he does best, writing stories. So get comfortable, turn up the volume, and let's have fun listening to our version of a Halloween. Take it away, Charlie. Thanks, Tomcat. This is Charlie Weirach III, your narrator. Like Tomcat said, this is our Halloween special. So welcome back to the Carlson Chronicles, a Halloween trick-or-treat episode. It's October 28th, 4067. We join the two guards on duty at the scribe's door. They are about to get a big surprise. Let's listen in to the conversation. Man, this has been a weird, weird month. I've heard of October being a little strange during a full moon like this. I don't believe in all that stuff with the full moons and such. <sighs> you know, my sister needs a date for this dance. Uh-uh. The last time I had a blind date, I got the short end. Shh. I heard something. I heard it too. I didn't know anyone was doing it from the scribe's passage. Hang on, let me check the... Suddenly, there was a tentative knocking on the doors. It grew persistent as the minutes passed. Then they heard shouting on the other side. Both guards put their ears to the door to find out what was being said. Whoever it was didn't like being ignored. Did they just say open the door? I think so. We aren't supposed to open them to anyone without being notified. Maybe we should get a hold of Two Feathers or or even Lars. They'll know what to do. Hang on. I'll get Two Feathers on the horn real quick. Door guard to Two Feathers, please come in. You do realize it's two in the morning, don't you? So sorry for waking you, but there's someone knocking at the scribe's door. Was there an order we missed or something? We can't find anything on our tablets. Well, there's no one scheduled. Not at this time of the night, anyway. Well, there's something, or someone, definitely on the other side of this door. Uh, I'll be right there. Do not open that door. No way am I opening that door. I mean, no, sir. Wow, he sounded intense. I wonder what's going on and who it is. I don't know, but I ain't opening nothing till that feather guy gets here. Oh my god. Feather Guy? I just love how these cards talk about some of the original tea from TKC. I think we better listen back in. That Feather Guy has just arrived. (laughs) Okay, Feather Guy is here. Yes, I heard that, by the way. What in Blue Blazes is going on? 
See, there goes that knocking again. They are rather, shall we say, intense with the words and wanting in. All right, stand back. I'm going to open this door. Two feathers opened the door in such a hurry that the person fell into the room with a thud in a huge heap of black and red cloth. What the heck is that? Oh, oh, ow! Oh. I'm getting way too old for this. This cave is tangled up all over me. I would suggest, my friend, that you get up very slowly. This sword, pointed directly at you, will rip you to shreds. Hang on! Come on now, I'm getting there. The old bones can only move so fast. Where am I anyway? This is Freehold 3. I'm called Two Feathers. Who may I ask are you? Oh, right. My name is John Ferguson, a.k.a. Count Gregor at your service. Wait a minute. What the heck is up? Freehold 3? So what do I call you? John? Count? Count or Count Gregor would do just fine. Now, I got a letter from a person called... Oh, God, now I can't remember. Wait a minute. I remember. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, oh I got it. I got it. Tony Holmesburg? This Tony person said they needed a little bit for Halloween. <laughs> so... Here I am. Tony sent you a letter? I don't understand. What region are you from? Well, I, I, I live in Oklahoma City. I'm, I'm really not sure where here is, though. You are in the Wichita Mountain Wildlife Reserve area in Ardmore, Oklahoma. Oh, well, I've never been here before. Well, at least I don't think I have. You hang on while I get Tony Homeperm on the microphone. Tony Homeperm, you there? Yes, Two Feathers. How may I help you? I have someone here that says you wrote him a letter. He says his name is Count Gregor. OMG, it worked. I can't believe it worked. What the heck are you talking about? Okay, I sent a letter back to his time frame and told him how to get here. It's all pretty complicated, but he answered the letter in person. Amazing. You do realize there is a protocol you have to follow when using the scribe's passage. Yes, yes, Two Feathers, but this just couldn't wait. We needed to spice up the dance with an authentic Dracula from 2020. Well, and here he is, in person. Can you send him over to me, Two Feathers? I can't believe Tony Homeperm did this. Wow. Two feathers is fit to be tied. I'm so glad I get to listen in to all these conversations. Tony Homeperm is like a kid at Christmas. They're dancing around the studio in a jig. I didn't even know this one. They sure are a sneaky little reporter. <laughs> Whoops. There goes the count through the scribe's passage with two feathers. Uh-oh. This is going to be good. Let's listen in. Hang on to my shirt, Count. I'll get us over to Tony Homeperm. Okay, I am hanging on. Okay, here we go. Well, but, well, that was a. What do you mean? How long I've put my my my, 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 my
wait a minute. I, I was uh, kicking the pants. Oh, but my stomach has been caught up here. <laughs> here, drink a little water. It'll make your stomach calm down. Thanks. Well, I think. I'm watching as Two Feathers sights Tony Homeperm. Oh boy, his look is murderous. Oops. Tony, what have you done? You know we cannot use the scribe's passage for personal gain. Oh, Two Feathers, take a chill pill. It wasn't for me that I used it. It's for all of us. Why, the Count here will bring the true spirit of Halloween into the dance and party this year. Why, I'm sure he has all kinds of ghoulish stories to tell us and bring that spirit alive. Don't you, Count Gregor? Well, I suppose I do. I did have my show on the air for many, many years, and lots of scary characters were portrayed by my great friends in the shows that I hosted. And why not? They were great to work with. And the whole idea of Halloween, after all, isn't it? To scare those folks halfway out of their minds. Heck, I even brought up a few tales to tell as well. Just as you asked, Tony. So, come on now, where do I set up my studio? Well, you are a little early, but you can set up in Freehold 3 in the auditorium. I'm sure Two Feathers won't mind taking you back and showing you where that is. Would you, Two Feathers? Hush. Tony, when this is over, you and I are going to have to have a talk about protocol. No, I don't mind taking the Count back and showing him where to set up. Now see, Two Feathers, that wasn't so hard to agree to, was it? I mean, it's for everyone to enjoy, right? You always get me to do your bidding, Tony Holmperm. But I warn you, this is the last time you will override the rules here. Come on, Count Gregor. Let's show you where to set up, and then we will need to get you settled into a room for your stay here at the Freehold. As long as it's not inconvenient. It sounds like I stepped into a hornet's nest. No, you haven't, but Tony has. Just hang on to my shirt again. Let's go! Two Feathers took Count Gregory back through the Scribe's Passage to the Freehold. He showed him where his room was, then he quickly showed him where to store his equipment. That appeared out of nowhere to the astonishment of not only Two Feathers, but the two guards. Did you see that? Man, his equipment just appeared out of thin air. Or my eyes are playing tricks on me. No, your eyes are fine. I saw the same thing. Do you think he's really a count? As in, a vampire count? I don't know. I'm telling no one I saw any of this. You hear me? Oh, me neither. Tony, you must tell me what this big surprise is that you were so hush-hush about. Nope. This one will just have to surprise even you, Lars Olafsson. Oh, you little witch, you. Well, two can play this game. I have my own surprise, and I'm not telling you anything. Boy, this Halloween thing is really getting out of hand. I know exactly what Lars has planned, but I must say, I'm not so sure of their idea or not. Where Tony Homeperm has a safe person installed for the dancing party, Lars has a very dangerous individual that is due to arrive right before the big event. I need to talk to Ian and see what he wants to do about this development. Normally, I allow things to take the natural course of things, but this is the exception, I think. Hmm. Ian, when you are available, give me a shout, would you? 
I'll send this by regular message so I don't wake you up in the middle of the night. Charlie. There. That should do it. Now, where were we? Oh, yes. This is going to be a big event from the sounds of things and the chatter I'm listening to. According to my databanks, Halloween is a holiday celebrated each year on October 31st. The tradition originated with the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain, when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. In the 8th century, Pope Gregory III designated November 1st as a time to honor all saints. Soon, All Saints Day incorporated some of the traditions of Samhain. The evening before was known as All Hallows' Eve and later Halloween. Over time, Halloween evolved into a day of activities like trick-or-treating, carving jack-o'-lanterns, festival gatherings, donning costumes, and eating treats. This actually sounds fun. Let's see. Here's a little more. This day marked the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark, cold winter, a time of the year that was often associated with human death. Celts believed that on the night before the new year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead become blurred. On the night of October 31st, they celebrated Samhain, when it was believed that the ghosts of the dead returned to Earth. Wow, there is tons more on the subject. But I think what I've told you is a good representation of what is going to be celebrated here in Freehold 3. Charlie, are you there? I got your message. What's troubling you? Well, Lars has a special guest going to be present for the festivities taking place this month. I am a little concerned as that guest appears to be a real vampire from the Victorian era. All I can get for information is that this person could be a definite threat to everyone here. How so, Charlie? Well, according to myths, he bites victims so he can drain their blood. Lars has, however, struck a deal that the only thing he will be allowed in this nature of feeding is two cows as his reward for attending the said event. Apparently, he has agreed and knows that he will go back to where he comes from as soon as the event is over. Do you think there is any worry about this guest? I will talk to Lars and see what all the hubbub is about. Just sit tight and I'll take care of the situation. Thank you so much. This has had me worried. I've never come across anyone like this person before. I hear they sleep in a coffin during the day and only come out at night. Kind of creepy, if you know what I mean. I do indeed. I need to go and take care of the day's schedule. I'll talk to you later, Charlie. And with that, Ian was gone. He's always so busy. He makes my head spin sometimes with everything he does during a day. I wouldn't want to be in his shoes, that's for sure. Well, let's see what's going on with Cassie and her crew. We have got to get these decorations in. What do you mean there's a delay in delivery? All I know is that they're waiting on party favors. I believe you ordered a pallet of hats and streamers. You know this stuff needs to be made before it can be shipped. Oh, all right. I'm so impatient these days. I just don't know what is wrong with me. All will be made clear soon enough, dear one. Oh, my. Did I just pick up the cheese? Whoops, I must keep my mouth shut. Roy will make this news known in due time. How exciting. Must look up what is appropriate for gifts on this one. It's now October 29, 4067. There are so many shipments coming in for just a pagan event. There sure is a lot of stuff coming in. I'm starting to get excited about the party and dance. 
You know, my sister still needs a date for the dance. She's real sweet on you, and she is a looker. I done told you last night. Wait a minute. She's a looker? Yeah, she's as cute as bug. I think you two would get along great. She loves anything to do with electronics. Hmm. Well, maybe it wouldn't hurt for me to at least talk to her. Now that's what I'm talking about. Trust me, will you? For once, you'll see. It always fascinates me the courting that goes on around here and how it takes place. I must say, I don't understand what it's all about, but I am learning. Makes me curious how this so-called date will turn out. I need to make a note to follow the events on this conversation. Where was I? Oh, yes. Count Gregory. Excuse me. How do you work this infernal computer thingy? I'm here, Count Gregory. What can I help you with? I am quite famished. What does a person go around here to get a bite to eat? Well, I could walk you to the cafeteria. I'll be there momentarily. Say what? But you're the AI, aren't you? I am. But I've also been made into an android as well. Professor Wilson made my android version a while back at my request. Ian Kyleson has assigned me as your guide throughout your stay here. If you would be so kind to open the door, I am right outside. My word. Hang on there. Please turn all the way around. Well, thank you. I've never seen a real-life android that looks so perfectly human. Whoever designed you is a genius. Folks where I come from will never believe this. Now, may I take a picture of us together, huh? I do not think that is advisable. Permission will have to be granted on that scale. I will ask Ian to make sure it is okay. Deal? Deal. Now, where is this cafeteria that you keep speaking about? I am starved. I am always fascinated with the emotions that range in the faces of those that see me for the first time. Am I that ugly? I will have to talk with Don on this one. Count Gregory, please follow me and I will take you to the cafeteria. I gestured for the Count to walk beside me as I led him to the cafeteria. He chattered the whole way about technology and how far it has come today. He really had never seen an android except on something called TNG. I think that is a fictional show played in the late 21st century. I'll have to look that one up when I get a chance. He talked about his shows that he hosted in what was Oklahoma City. I don't think he realized he was in our time frame of 4067. I wasn't really sure if I could tell him that information or not. I also marked that as a note to ask Ian. Interesting conversations, to say the least. We finally made it to the cafeteria. I ran him over to the food dispensers. He seemed amazed that everything was on push-button and served from the kitchens. While the Count ate, I was able to study this older man. He seemed to be in his late years, but very energetic and easy to please. I didn't want to be rude, so I accessed the database about him from an archaic Wikipedia source. It says John Ferguson was born in Clinton, Indiana on February 17, 1928. Everything is pretty garbled except this quote. In 2011, Tom Fowler wrote his iconic book, Count Gregory, Oklahoma Legend, The John Ferguson Story. Within the pages, John reminds us, Halloween is never over. It exists in the fantasies of our minds all year long. Now this guy sounds like quite the character. I will let the narrator take over so I can show the Count around the Freehold and where he will be performing. 
Ian has related that I am not to take him outside nor to let him take any pictures. This would be too confusing for his time frame if he showed anyone where we live and how we survived. I quite agree with Ian. Time dilation is not a pretty thing to play with. Charlie, do not let him use a camera at all. I heard about these devices from the past, and this would not be good to have a picture show up before we went into the mountains to beat the cataclysm. Agreed. If he does take any pictures, I could infiltrate and garble the pictures so they won't develop. I will explain your wishes to him. Thank you, Charlie. Don't allow him outside. He would probably have a heart attack if he saw what this world looked like in 2,000 years in the future. I really need to have a talk with Tony Holmburn on the correct protocol while using the scribe's passage. This should have never happened along with this Count Dracula person. Uh, between Tony and Lars, I really don't know who is worse at the moment. Bringing one from the past who is a live blood-drinking vampire and one from the old movie era as an actor is a bit much even more for me. I just hope this Halloween event goes off without a hitch, as the saying goes. There are some really strange sayings you use. I must look these up and study the references. Charlie, just make sure that your android self keeps track of Count Gregor. Don't forget to keep an eye on the rest of the Freehold. You're reporting things to me of importance, such as these two individuals is very valuable. I can't believe we've never made you a body before now. I really must look into making androids for all the different sites. It would be beneficial, I think, to everyone concerned. What do you think, Charlie? You got it, boss. As far as the extra androids, I do believe we can be of use to everyone. I can get with Professor Wilson and see what he can do on this subject. No, I think we will. You keep your eyes and ears peeled here. I've got to run. Talk to you later. You know how to get a hold of me if something extraordinary comes up. With that, Ian was gone again. He's almost as sneaky as his dad was. Robeson was a force to be reckoned with, and his son is turning out the same way. Well, it does run to the family, as they say. Well, the days flew by fast with all the activities leading up to the dance and party. It's October 30th, 4067. I need to check in on Lars. Their guest was due any minute through the scribe's passage. Ian has told me to keep Count Gregory away from this Count Dracula. I'm worried about everyone's safety with this Dracula person. I find Lars standing by the scribe's passage, waiting impatiently for their guest to arrive. I wish the Count would hurry up and get here already. Lars, you've always been the most impatient person I have ever known. You are sometimes extremely frustrating for the nerves. You do know this, right? Mm, a tad. If I were any more patient, my makeup would blow away. Oh, for heaven's sake, what is taking him so long? He's not due for another two minutes. Just settle down, Lars. He'll get here. <laughs> I wish he'd just get here. All this waiting around is not good on my physique. Not to mention it can put bags under my eyes again. Now that's a mess to deal with, isn't it? You know, just the other day... Just as Lars was starting on their litany, the event horizon started to shimmer. The guards that had been sent to retrieve the Count were now coming back through. Why, they're as pale as a ghost. What happened to them? Oh, he wouldn't have, would he? Whew. 
They were just reflecting the coloration of the swirling around them. This guy's maybe six foot tall, thin as a rail, jet black hair, and a cape of solid black with a black silk lining. He wore the oddest clothing, though. He looked like something out of the 1800s with that ruffle in the front of his shirt, those boots that come halfway up to his knees, and such an extremely fair complexion. It's like the guy was allergic to sunlight. Wait, he is allergic to sunlight. He kept shielding his eyes from the flashing. He seemed to be letting off steam from his body. Wow. As he stepped through, Lars stepped forward and grabbed his hands in theirs and gave him the old tradition kiss on each cheek. Boy, Lars has sure read up on the traditions from this guy's time frame. Let's hear what the Count is saying to Lars. Lars, it is so good to finally meet you. Such a wonderful complexion you have. So smooth and silky. Forgive me, I lose myself in your radiance. My apologies. No, don't you worry, you old-fashioned boy. I take all kinds of flattery where I can get it. It's so good to finally meet you, Count Dracula. Was your trip a pleasant one? It was just fine. It almost felt like I was going to drop out of the floor when I stepped into the... What did you call it? Uh, the Event Horizon? Yes, the Event Horizon! Very much a new experience for me. I need to know where I can... Shall we say... Rest. I have my bed requirements in tow behind me. Ah yes, here it is now. Wonderful. Marvelous. I'll show you to your room now. Follow me, Count. I'm so excited you arrived in time. I was worried you wouldn't be able to come at all. With me, I always fulfill my duties. This is no exception to that rule, no? I watched in horror as the Count looked at Lars as though they were a midday snack. I'm sure Lars knows about this person's background and the myths surrounding his past. I'll keep a close eye on this one. Count Gregory is a perfect gentleman, but this guy? I'm not sure just yet. Oh, yuck. They just asked Lars where his meals were. Those poor cows. Well, I can't watch this one. Well, that was extremely gross to watch. The way he looked at Lars. Yuck. It's October 31st, 4067. Let's turn our attention to the final preparations, underway as I speak, in the auditorium where the party and dancing is to be. They sure have outdone themselves. Why do humans insist on all this macabre stuff for decorations? I'll never get the human side of things. Ugh. Well, so far, there's just about everyone known to the freehold here setting up for this shindig. Let's listen in. Hey, that needs to go a little bit to the left. That's it. Perfect. Now, where to put these pumpkin things? <laughs> well, thankfully, they're not as heavy as the real deal. They're on the table. I wonder how they learn to make these. I just don't have an imagination like these folks. Well, I'm just glad Cassie and Rory ordered them in. You know, she said she ordered them like six months ago. Took them long enough to engineer these, I guess. So, are we supposed to dress up for this thing? I mean, my face should be good enough, you would think. 
beauty is not something to be messed with, you know? <laughs> I've heard that folks have been making their own costumes. Good God, look at those two over there. Now that's original. As I looked across the room, both counts were standing side by side watching what was going on. Talk about scary. I'm glad that party is tonight. I don't think I'd like to see Count Dracula wandering about after this one. The guy is just flat scary. I've learned that he was also called Vlad the Impaler. He did some pretty horrific stuff to humans in his time. He was a cruel ruler from all that I read. Not sure when he got into drinking blood though. Something else I have to look up. I think they look great. Those costumes look seriously authentic. I'll have to ask them who they've ordered them through. I hear they brought them when they came. Someone said they made their own costumes for stuff like this. You know, that one guy, Dracula, I would really hate to see what he has in his closets. Talk about period clothing. I thought my costume was pretty snazzy, but this guy, beats anything I have to wear for this thing. Look, look, what are you going to wear? I'm coming as King Henry VIII. He's pretty gruesome in the way he treated his wives during his reign. There's so much bad and I'm not really sure I'm going to walk in the thing. Honestly, I thought to be coming as a Cyberman. Just couldn't get enough detail off these photos that I found to make the costume. Maybe I should have gone as Doctor Who. It's pretty popular back in the day. Oh well, what I've chosen we'll just have to do. Since this is the first year we are celebrating this event, it's going to be pretty interesting to see how everyone looks. Why, well, I've even heard Lars has come in as a witch from a show called Hocus Pocus. Somebody by the name of Bette Midler played that part, I guess. Pretty famous actress from the 21st century, from what I was told. Why, yes, she did, and yes, I am. I have perfected that costume to represent the actress in her entirety. I have all the makeup, wigs, and costume to go with it. When I found out we were doing this holiday, I have been planning ever since, even down to the cackle. <laughs> hey, everyone. Boy, this is quite the scene in here. That sure was an evil laugh, Oh, I thank you, Gene. I've definitely been practicing. I think this is ingenious with all this preparation and planning that has gone into this party. We try. Well, Miss Lars, you look well today. Meet my newest friend, Count Gregor. You two look the part. It's nice to meet you, Count Gregor. Uh, to make sure that you are both noticed, I think we need to put you up on that stage and maybe get you two to start setting up all your tricks of the trade, as the saying goes. Oh, that would be fantastic, my dear. I understand that my portion of all this is telling stories from all that I have done as a character star. Why, yes, that would be fantastic. I personally can't wait to hear them myself. Uh, Count Dracula, uh, what is your specialty tonight? I figured I would like to mingle through the crowd and maybe get a taste of what everybody does. 
Would that suit your purpose for me, Lars? Very much so. Just remember to keep to our agreement. No extra meals tonight. A capiche? I don't know what this capiche is. But you have my bird. I'm not so sure about what this wandering drac is going to be doing. I'll have to stay close to him throughout this event. Let's head over to the bake table and see what's available for tonight. I've brought some dried jerky for tonight. Where do you want this platter set? Why don't we set it down here with all the meat dishes? That will make a great munching food for folks as they mingle with each other. That was a great idea, Two Feathers. Do you mind if I try a piece? No, go right ahead. This is an old recipe used by my tribe for hunting season. Gives enough proteins to sustain you on the hunt. Okay, I'll remember that for some of our treks that we do during the year. This jerky just might be a big hit for Ian as well. Um, what kind of meat is this? Dried venison. It does really well while being held for long periods of storage. Well, until it's needed. So what do you think? Not too much pepper, I hope. Wow, this is great. The flavor makes your mouth water. You'll have to teach me how to do this. You know, you could sell this and make a little money on the side. I had thought of doing that, but I just don't have time for recreational activities such as that. Oh, Two Feathers. I really do hope you do one of these days. Has anyone seen or heard from Tony I can't raise them on any channel. I want to so borrow some of their makeup they use. Would be great to have the use of a bit for my little repeated character. They're in the middle of Siberia, on assignment. They're probably not in a spot to pick up a signal. Um, why don't you get with Lars? They usually have an interesting array of makeup in their collection. That's a great idea. Thanks. Also, do you know where Casey is? I need her to have my costume present. It just flat drags the ground up. Have you tried messaging her? You'll most likely find Cassie in the kitchen and Rory with her. I've tried messaging, but no answer. I'll head through the kitchen now. Thanks, two fellas. This is a strange way to celebrate an old tradition. I'm not so sure I really like the undertones of the whole thing. Channy, only you would come up with a statement like that one. Why, when I was younger, we would always play pranks with people, especially those girls we liked. Scare them senseless, we did. Why in the world would you do that if you liked a girl? Because we were morons. We liked them back, but we never could show that kind of emotion, lest our friends berate us all the way through life. It was a boy's thing. I guess I can understand it from that perspective. I can remember being so shy around girls growing up. Never understood why until after I went out on a few dates. Best thing that could have happened to me. Let's go get some of those, like, barbecue dogs they have and some punch. I heard tell the Don spike the bowl. Should be a good drink. I'm game. Well, that solves one problem, doesn't it? Karen is always in such a hurry. Well, it looks like everyone has all the decorations and props in place. 
Still no Lars, but they do like to make a grand entrance at these events. Oh, there's Rannon and Kale. Now that looks interesting. What are they assembling? I think His Royal Highness brought it from England for the party. I believe it's the real deal. I just don't know how they would have worn such heavy metal like this and fought no less than battles. This poor suit has seen its fair share of weapons hitting it. Wow, look here. Is that where the fatal blow would have been struck? I believe it could be. Hang on, let me look at this tag. Professor said it would have the actual name of the knight who wore this armor. Does that really say May 1306? Yes. Wow, and it was worn by Edward, the Prince of Wales who was knighted by King Edward II, his father. Now this is some serious history right here. Look at the gilding on this thing. I too believe that's real gold. Wait, stop. What are you doing? You can't just put that helmet on. Why not? That prince fellow wore it. Oh man, I can't see anything. Let me lift the faceplate up. <laughs> How's that, Sir Knightley? <laughs> this helmet is heavy. I couldn't see a thing with that face piece down. These guys were huge. Yes, they were very large men. Some of the bravest and strongest in the Kingdom of England in the reign of King Edward II. My family line also ties in with this king as well. These lads were the bravest in the land that have been knighted. They often went through feats and trials to show their bravery and skills in matches held by the king. They often held these as a means of practice also, so that the lower knights could test their strength against the seasoned warriors. All very gruesome, if you ask me. <laughs> My word, but those are huge suits of armor. They had people that fit in these things? I personally would not would like to go against someone of that size. I can't even imagine that battle. One swipe from that mace, and a person would be dead quick. I never thought of it like that. Put like that, I have a newfound respect for these guys that wore these suits. Boy, the glory of that battle, though. Almost envious of the stories that came from those days. You know, Kale's right. These guys were absolutely huge. Those were the days that made men into the strength behind the might of England, I am told. I'm sorry, but have we met before? You look awfully familiar. No, I do not believe we have met before. My correct name is Vlad, but everybody calls me Drac, or Dracula. I've heard that name before. Are you a famous warrior in the Royal Kingdom, sir? I once was a warrior in my own right, but time has taken its toll on my health, shall we say. I'm sorry to hear that. Are you one of the guests that Lars has brought in by special transport? Why, yes, I am. I just arrived late last night by way of a doorway. Interesting way of travel, I must say. Well, I hate to meet and run, but there is so much to be done before this party kicks off tonight. Again, it was nice to meet you. I could swear I've met you somewhere before. Oh well, it'll come to me later. Have a great time tonight. Thank you. I believe I will. Oh, this guy gives me the creeps. He's planning something, but I just haven't put my finger on it yet. It'll come to me. I watch as Dracula surveys the prospects. Oh my god, yes, prospects. This guy's on the hunt, but I have no proof. I believe this is known as fear. Yes, fear. 
Wow, I don't like this feeling at all. Yuck. This is going to be a nightmare. What was Lars thinking bringing Count Dracula into our time? Surely they know the danger that is present as I speak. Charlie, what or how are we going to keep track of this creep? I have been watching the Count very closely. Yes, the danger is very real, but to whom? I haven't figured that out yet. It's also very complicated with everything going on. I have my android self staying close at hand, but that is not deterring the Count from prowling the crowd as though they are meat snacks. I can't believe I just said that. I, I, I really need to keep myself focused. I, I, I need to concentrate. I need to be very, very alert. Just keep your eyes peeled on this... this thing. Yes, he is a thing. How disgusting. Don't worry. I most definitely am. Now back to the crowd in the starting party. Boy, that music is sure strange. I wonder where Sanana came up with it. It does set the mood, but it's haunting. I see Sanana talking with Renee Gretchen's daughter and James O'Brien. Boy, their conversation looks pretty heated. I wonder what's going on. Geez, Sanana, I didn't know that you would take this so personally. I was supposed to organize the music, but no, you did it? This is supposed to be a dance. They can't dance to this music. Calm down, Sanana. No one is fully noticing. I think we may be able to get Charlie to interject some lighter music for the crowd periodically. Charlie, are you able to do that for us? I believe I can put some light rock in and even a few slow songs in to set the mood for those that want a close dance with their dates. Seriously? You can do that? Of course I can. It shouldn't be a problem getting help with the music. I'm surprised you didn't coordinate with me to begin with. See, Sanema, all is not ruined as you were thinking. Besides, it's only music. No one will think anything of it. I don't know about you, but I've never been to a Halloween party before. This is an old archaic form of entertainment that is being brought back into existence. I'm not sure about it, so I'm going to try to enjoy the moment. Who knows, maybe it'll be a good thing for future years to come. You, James O'Brien, are ever the optimist. No one can ever daunt your spirits. You, my friend, are a force to be reckoned with, and I mean that in a good way also. There you all are. I've been looking everywhere for you. I believe that you and I are the MCs for the Shindig, Sainana. We need to get up on the stage to start this party officially running. Go on, Sainana. I'll keep an eye on O'Brien. <laughs> As if you really need to even try to go. Hey, let's go get a cup of that punch over there before Don spikes it with his homebrew. I forgot about Don Wilson and his still. I hope that he at least waits for a bit before... What did Renee call it? Spiking the punch? I'm not sure where that idea came from, but obviously it's an old custom from what I'm gleaning on the 21st century data. They sure were strange on these types of entertainment. Whoops. There goes Don. He's acting very strange. Oh, I see. He did bring some of his moonshine, and it looks like he's heading to the drink table. Looks like Steve Kirkson and Little Turkey agrees. <laughs> they would. <laughs> well, let's see. A little goes a long way, as my family likes to say. There, that should do it. I wonder if I should just drop the whole bottle in. Hey, Don, uh, what you got there? Oh, oh, you didn't. I was wondering when you did the punch. Don, you were incorrigible. Hopefully it isn't too spite. 
Is this thing on? Can everyone hear me? We have a great program lined up for tonight. As most of you have seen, there are different stations set up for your entertainment. Over in the far left of the room is Apple Bobbing Station. Then there is the Ring Toss next to that stall, along with all the other kinds of different activities for you to enjoy. If you haven't entered the raffle drawing set for later on this evening, you will need to go see Kessa and Rory for your tickets. You'll notice there is a big hopper that all the twin tickets are being placed in. At 9 o'clock tonight, they will draw five tickets from that hopper for prizes that are being showcased on the table next to them. So go get your tickets. Cut-off time for these being handed out is in two hours. We also have a couple of special guests tonight to delight you with their special tales of Halloween horror. First, I would like to introduce Count Gregor. He is a host of some very special tales of fright. And I believe he even has a few clips of old horror movies that he can describe in full detail. Count Gregor, would you please stand up and wave so everyone knows who you are, please? Of course. Thank you all for inviting me to your wonderful party tonight. Next, we have one for the books. Clear from Transylvania, Count Dracula. Count, would you please stand and let everyone see who you are? Thank you. I believe I will. What a wonderful party this is. Thanks, Counts. We appreciate both of you taking time out of your busy schedules to be here tonight. I want to thank Lars and Tony Homeperm for bringing them in as their guests also. Sainana, will you introduce the next piece of tonight's schedule? That went smoothly. Neither Lee nor Sinana are aware of the danger that Dracula presents. I think Sinana would wig out. Oh, there's Lars and Two Feathers. Now, who are they talking to? Wait a minute. I can't be. They're talking to Minna Hill Cohen. I can't be her. I know that Ian took a trip back in August through the passage and brought someone here from the past. But gosh, is that her? I've got to listen into this conversation. Well, there's Ian coming up behind her. They have been inseparable since her arrival. Oh, no, no, Two Feathers. Uh, this will not be a problem with Count Dracula. He has assured me that what I have provided as his meals will be more than adequate. Uh, would you stop worrying so much? I can't help it, Lars. My sixth sense is going crazy with premonition warnings of this guy. He really does look like a shitty character. I believe that he comes from the same area you came from. No way, really? Wow. Wait, do you mean... Yes, that's exactly what I mean. Hey, there's Kelly. She's really decked out for tonight. Some of these costumes are so outrageous. And look, there's the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Boy, where did Rory come up with all that costume? It must weigh a ton. This party is a little disturbing, to say the least. I will never understand the need to dress like all of these ghouls and characters. I mean, look over there. There's at least six mummies. These costumes are just too real for my liking. Two feathers, you are just the life of any party, aren't you? Now, your costume is also pretty authentic. I take great offense in that statement. I'm wearing my ceremonial skins because I thought there were supposed to be dignitaries here. He's right, you know. It is a little disturbing seeing some of the costumes. I mean, look at that Count Dracula guy. Make it look so perfect. 
How did he get his face to look so pale? I have never seen the likes of a party such as this one. Where'd Mutluck get off to? He just went to get some of that punch. It sure does have a kick to it. Kind of a pleasant taste, really. It's probably that hooch Don Wilson added to the punch. Oh, he did not. Seriously? No wonder I feel so good. I've been drinking that stuff like it's water. I'd better go get an analgesic now before morning. <laughs> I really don't want one of those hangovers I've heard so much about. That would probably behoove you. Make sure that you eat and drink plenty of water. That will help with the dehydration, which can cause part of the hangover symptoms. Two Feathers, when did you get to be so gloomy? Lighten up, will ya? I will, as soon as I know this party is finished and everyone is accounted for. I watch as Ian and Two Feathers give a guarded look to each other. They know something is wrong. I knew it. They have that sense, too, about this Dracula person. Uh-oh. He has Kelly Corner talking to her. I must warn Ian. I'm so happy that this party is doing so great. Makes my heart feel young again. Hey, Lars, how'd you get that Dracula guy to come this way? I didn't even know anyone existed like him. Lots of planning, my dear boy. <laughs> Lots of planning. Well, I for one am having a good time watching all the goings on. I sure hope my ticket gets pulled on that raffle they're doing. I wouldn't mind a new pillow, to flat be honest with you. The ones they're making now are better than they've had in the past. Unfortunately, being one of the party planners, I can't get a ticket. I wouldn't mind that new Chaotic Cosmetics Deadly Dreamer makeup box that Tony Holmberm donated to the raffle, however. Oh well, I guess that's the price we party planners have to pay. I don't understand girls and their makeup. I like a natural face. Well, Kevin, you are a beauty to begin with. You just need a little enhancement to go a long way. <laughs> the lights just went out. People are starting to get really loud. Oh good, there goes Don and Kevin to fix the problem. Sanana just got up on stage to make an announcement. Uh-oh, there go the lights. Kevin, let's go fix the problem. Lars, if you can get the candles lit, that will give just a bit of light so folks will be stumbling over one another. Well, folks, looks like we have a little hiccup with the lights gone. Just stay calm, and I'm sure Don and his crew, they'll get those back on here in a bit. So far, so good. What the heck was that? Someone screamed. Where's Dracula? I can't find him anywhere. Oh, no, Kelly's gone. This can't be good. That's right, my little pigeon. You come with me. You and your friend here can help me with a slight problem I'm having. Hey, let me go. I don't want to go anywhere with you. Yo, dude, get your hands off me. You don't have any right dragging me off like this. We'll be at our destination shortly. We will make lovely music together, you and I. Both of you are now my guests, as I used to say. Let me go. Here we are, my own little piece of privacy that I scouted out earlier. Now, Kelly dear, take a look in my eyes. I'm getting sick to my stomach watching this. Ian, Two Feathers, Iron Johns, Kerry, Dracula. He's in the basement with Kelly and Noonan. Two doors north of the elevator. 
He's got Kelly under some kind of a spell or hypnotism. Oh, I can't watch this. He just bit Noonan. He put him under some sort of trance and then just bit his neck. Where in the world did all that noise come from? Sound effects folks are on the ball tonight. Oh my god. He's draining the poor kid of all of his blood. If ever an AI could feel green, this would be it. Noonan just dropped to the floor like a sack of potatoes. Be in hurry. He's already taken the boy's life and now he's concentrating on Kelly. Dracula, let her go now. I won't think so, my boy. She's mine. Now, Dracula, you have about two seconds to do as you've been told, or you will not have a head. You have no power over me. I am eternal. No, Dracula. You will never be eternal. Only those that are pure heart get that distinction. Now let her go. You and your play acting. You're not a vampire. You are most surely correct, Drac. I am a show host, portraying an evil ghoul. But at least I know I will be forever remembered in the minds of those that count. <laughs> I don't know why you were brought here, or by whom, but you have most assuredly overstayed your welcome. As Count Gregory had Dracula's attention, Two Feathers, Ian, Carrie Foster, and Iron Johns came up behind him and secured his capture. Thank the gods for that. Oh, that poor boy on the floor. I will take care of poor Newman. I'll make sure he is clearly remembered after tonight with all the foresters. The kid never had a chance. Bless you, Carrie. Noonan has just gotten this new post. Make sure his family is well compensated for this disaster. There was no excuse for his life to begin like this. If I know Noonan correctly, he would have stepped in to take Kelly's place. What he didn't know is that it was for naught. I'm just glad he was able to save her in his own way. He is a brave warrior that will be honored in our halls. I am going to make sure that this Count Dracula thing uh, will never get out of our time frame again. This is good to hear. I will tell his family of all that has happened. I will try to shield Lars from any repercussions this may have inferred on them. This would not be a good thing to have happen, trust me. I do, Carrie. I see how you foresters take care of situations, good and bad. Just make sure I get the family's information, please. I will do so, Ian. Now I have a task to perform with poor Noonan, and you have one with this ungodly monster. I think Two Feathers was trying to get your attention. Thank you, Carrie, and good luck. Two Feathers, what's the situation? We have him secured. Ian, can you get us over to the Scribe's Passage? I think I have an idea on where to send him. Sure thing. Let's go. The Scribe's Passage? Oh, he wouldn't. That's barbaric. Oh, thank heavens. Lights are back. I, for one, can't see that good in the dark. Well, the power cord had been unplugged from the junction box. I'm not sure who was having fun with that one. Probably just someone getting in the spirit of Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad it wasn't an all-night fix. I don't want to miss out on that food over there. I'm heading that way. Boys gotta eat, right? That boy can put a dent in your grocery budget. Well, I see the lights are back on. So glad you fixed the problem, Don. 
So am I. So am I. Now that Dracula has been taken care of, it's time for Count Gregory to take the stage and tell some of his stories of his host days on television, as they said back then. O'Leary and Sonata are now introducing Gregory as the next spot of entertainment. Now, without further ado... We would like to introduce our next guest, Count Gregor, all the way from Oklahoma City. Take it away, Count Gregor. Oh, thank you all for inviting me. I am so enjoying this party. Been to quite a few of these in the past. Why, just yesterday, I was telling my son all what a great time I had being the show host for Shock Theater, Nightmare Theater, Sleepwalker's Matinee for so many years. And I was accompanied by a cast of zany characters with whom I plotted evil deeds that never seemed to work out the way I planned. Oh, this was the introduction to classic movie monsters from Hollywood's golden age. And that included Frankenstein, Dracula, the Wolfman, and the creature from the Black Lagoon. And I also had the privilege to have several hosts accompany me, such as Elvira. Ooh a long-standing personality on stage and screen. Just remember, Halloween is never over. It exists in the fantasies of our mind all year long. Oh, 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 now what was I? Oh, oh, oh yes. Over the years, I have accomplished and been on stage and TV for so long I watched as Ian, Two Feathers, Roy Forrester, and Iron Johns took Drac to the scribe's door. I have had many, many people put me away forever, but I always find a way back. You will see me again. Mark my words. Dracula, what we're sending you, your worst nightmare has not even begun. Let's see if you live to tell the tale. Byron will know exactly how to deal with you. Who is this Byron? I don't remember his face or name. Someone you will have wished you had never had the pleasure of meeting. Is the passage ready for this traveler, Ian? Why, Two Feathers, you must be reading my mind. Yes, it is. Ready, Chief Iron Johns? We got you, Dracula. You'll never hurt anyone again. I guarantee it. Go for it, Ian. Punch it! As agreed, Dracula was sent into the Byron universe. Let's see how well he deals with zombies in Byron there. Couldn't have happened to a better person. The Foresters have taken care of that poor kid that Dracula did get a hold of. Kelly is now in the infirmary under sedation from her ordeal. At least we were able to save her from that same fate as poor Noonan. Thankfully, no one at the party has any idea yet what has happened. I just think the lights had a glitch, which actually fits with the theme of the party. Let's join Lars and Two Feathers as they are cleaning up. You know, Two Feathers, this party went off without nary a problem. We can always count on you for catching all of those last-minute details. Yes, you can. I just wonder what happened to Count Dracula. I haven't seen him since the battle went down. 
I'm sure he went back to his appointed time as soon as the party was over. What's odd is he never ate his meals I provided for him. Thankfully, those poor cows are still alive. I just can't figure them out. That was one of the biggest things we talked about. I wouldn't worry about it too much, Lars. He probably just left to go back to his time. I'm sure there were better things to eat there than a couple of old cows. As Ian was saying this last piece, I could hear screams echoing back from the scribe's passage. What have you done? No! No! You can't send me there! They'll eat me! No! How does Ian do that? It's almost like he's in two places at once. In fact, that whole group who caught Drag did the same thing. Oh, turning back time, I see. Oh, loads of giveaways in this episode. I wonder if anyone but me caught the one on Cassie and Rory. Time will tell. I can't wait for the Christmas special. That will be a good episode, too. Scuttlebutt has it that the scriptwriters are going to combine Thanksgiving and Christmas together. Well, that's our show, folks. We do hope you enjoyed it. A special thanks to John Ferguson playing his infamous character, Count Gregory. What a performance. Also, we would like to say thank you to Eric L. Busby for the use of the name Byron from his award-winning podcast, The Byron Chronicles, which can be found at ericbusbypresents.com. We would like to thank Kelly Simnick for lending us the voice of her German shepherd, Boomer. Also to Tim Evans for lending us the voice of Teddy Gold, his golden retriever. J.A. Babian for lending the voice of his husky, Nebula Wolf, along with Prissy and Addie. Voices, Eddie Skropka, for lending us Sissy Skropka's voice as one of the dogs during the chase, and last but not least, Molly Gibbons for lending us the voice of Roscoe, her albino guinea pig. Now, for the cast of voice actors who made this episode possible. John Ferguson as Count Gregor. Me, Tomcat, as your announcer and Lars Olofsson. Charlie Wyrock III as your narrator. Tim Evans as Ian Kyleson. James Sedvi as Two Feathers and Ghoul Number Seven. Kent Lilly as Count Dracula and Ghoul Number Ten. Daniel Abadie as Jean Bynos. Linda Austin as Sinana Forrester. J.A. Babian as Ghoul Number One. Tracy Babian as Rachel Robeson. Jennifer Blake as Kisa Forrester. Ryan Birch as Rory Forrester and the Hunchback. Dave Carter as James O'Brien in Ghoul Number 2. Adam Copeland as HRH, Jeffrey Windsor Mountbatten. Cale Blake as himself. Jim Franck as Chief Iron Johns. Cheryl Gautier as Cassie Robeson. Molly Gibbons as Karen Anthony. Ellie Hirschman as Don Wilson. Tony Holmperm as herself. Chris Lindsay as Renee Gretchen's daughter and Mina Cohen, Bruce Javarsky as Ambassador Tad Johnson, Madek Jones as Ghoul Number 2, Ben Kaplan as Leo Leary, Rannon Klein as himself and Ghoul Number 3, Paul Lavelle as Kenny Stevenson and Ghoul Number 4, James Leeper as Muckluck, Passion Moore as Ghoul Number 5, 
Shelley Moore as Tara Binos, Sarah Patterson as Kelly Kirkson, Bart Polin as Steve Kirkson, Joe Rubelowski as Kevin and Ghoul Number 11, Mike Rusnak as Noonan and Ghoul Number 6, Steve Snyder as Jack Bilson and Ghoul Number 8, Gary Tagaway as Kerry Forrester, Sebastian Valencia as Chief Little Turkey and Ghoul Number 9, a Ghoul's Revenge music score written and played by Tracy Babian. This episode was written by Tracy and J.A. Babian. The Kyleson Chronicles is a Privy Project production. Thank you so much for tuning into our episode. We have most assuredly had fun acting with this one. This is Tomcat signing off. God bless and have a safe, happy Halloween. This is Jack Ward from the Mutual Audio Network, and on behalf of our United Artists of Audio, we're here hoping you great riches of stories and scripts during Nadsrim 2023.